Welcome to Think and Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly. Live Abundantly is committed to justice, equity, equality, diversity, and inclusion for the creation of a global society which respects the rights and well-being of all citizens. We invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com to support our initiatives for women, youth and children. Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for For a better better global society. Hello everyone and welcome. Thank you for joining us on Children's Day. Congratulations, it's Children's Day. Are you aware that that particular song, I believe, was released um, in 1985? How many of you were born in 1985? (laughs) Let me say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're watching from, from across the world. It's Children's Day 2021. And it's another opportunity to advocate, promote, as well as celebrate children's rights. Now, let me bring on Mr. Ahmad Boyo, who is an actor and filmmaker. He's also a, a member of Board of Trustees of the Live Abundantly for the welcome address. Mr. Boyo. Thank you very much, Nifemi. Can you hear me now? Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to Live Abundantly Children's Day 2021. It's so wonderful to see you all here. It's my pleasure to extend a cheerful welcome to you all. A special welcome to all our guests, our children, our distinguished panelists, and everyone who has graced us with their presence here on Zoom and on live stream Facebook. When it comes to molding the young minds, there are no ones better than the panelists here today, as they have a snapshot of the way today's children think. And we are proud to say that today's speakers are people that everyone looks up to. We are honored to have with us a special guest in the person of AIG Ahmed Eliasu, the Assistant Inspector General of Police Zonal 2 Command Headquarters. Live Abundantly strives to enhance the lives of children, encouraging social awareness, advocacy, and education. We are committed to creating a respectful, secure, safe, healthy society and make education accessible for children. Our theme for this year's Children's Day 2021 is Ring the Bell, Invest in Your Future. The focus today will be on abuse, cybercrime, discrimination, social training, and personal care. Today we have an interactive program, and we encourage you to participate in all aspects of the session. Once again, welcome to Live Abundantly Children's Day 2021. I will now hand you back to our distinguished host, Mr. Nifemi Oguntayo. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Mr. Boyo. Thank you so much. Warm welcome. And I believe that we're indeed welcome. All right, let me quickly introduce our panelists to you. Um, we'll be hearing from the AIG Ahmed Eliasu, Assistant Inspector General of Police Zone to Command Headquarters. I believe that he will be joining us in the course of the program. As soon as AIG is around, please send me a private message so I can 
uh, welcome him. Ms. Abby Shoti Minu is an educationist and child advocate and she's joining us live from London. Hi, Ms. Shoti Minu. Good morning, everyone. Happy Children's Day. I'm happy to join you today. You're welcome, Ms. Shoti Minu. Good to hear from you. Okay, you just heard from Mr. Peter Amman Boyo, actor, filmmaker, and a member of Board of Trustees of Leave Abundantly. He's also one of our panelists today. Mr. Boyo, you're welcome. Thank you once again. I'm so glad to be here. Dr. Ama is founder, executive director, Leave Abundantly, and um, she also is one of our panelists. I doubt if she's currently online, but um, I'll let you know as soon as she's back uh, so that you can also hear from her. Let's begin with um, some... Good morning. Oh, Dr. Dama is back. Good morning, Dr. Dama. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Happy Children's Day, girls and boys. Happy Children's Day to you too. Please do not forget to mute your mics if you're just joining this meeting except you have something to say and when you have something to say all you need to do is look below the zoom app you see more if you click on more you will still raise hand so when you click on raise hand i can see the icon from here and then what i'll do is ask you to open up your mic and speak that way we wouldn't have a rowdy session and it's interesting to see some of the questions that the children have sent in already as regards these very pertinent issues so i'm just going to begin right away with um, the questions sent in by some of the children and if you're watching wherever platform you're watching from facebook instagram you can comment with your own questions and you can be sure that i will get them and get our panel of experts to answer your questions. So don't forget it is an interactive session and it's all about children today. So we have a long list of questions here and I'll just um, quickly run through them. Okay, let me begin with um, Anita Idara Victor. Anita is 12 years old. And um, she's pointing out something very interesting here. She says, our father mathematics teacher says he doesn't like teaching females home lesson. I told him this is gender discrimination and it needs to be addressed. Uh, let me begin with Ms. Sotominut's uh, reaction to this, to this uh, very important narrative. Shotamina, you have the floor now. Thank you. Um, thank you for the student that brought in the, uh, the, um, this information. The teacher said, if I can uh, just recall, that he does not like teaching private lessons to girls. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. And this could be because he does not feel comfortable teaching girls in their home environment. Um, I wouldn't say it's gender discrimination necessarily. I think um, every teacher has uh, their mode of operation and where they feel more comfortable teaching. In fact, some teachers don't teach after school lessons at all. 
whether this be a, a male or a female child. I suppose he's probably heard or been party to previous discussions or incidents that have occurred, maybe correctly, incorrectly, um, of, of people who have been correctly or incorrectly accused of um, maybe um, communicating with the child wrongly, um, their gestures being um, misinterpreted. You know, I also sit uh, as a, a member of the Association of Private Teachers. So I do know quite a number of private teachers who are members of this association who do have um, such preferences and such opinions. And they, they, they can choose who they would like to teach um, as well. But it could be the case that it would be seen as gender discrimination if um, he doesn't have a good reason for making that selection. So for example, there are teachers that choose to teach in single sex schools. We cannot say that is gender discrimination. If I choose only to teach in a girls only school, that's because I prefer probably teaching in a girls only school. That's not the case, I'm just giving an example. Or a teacher might say they prefer to teach in a boys only school because maybe they know how to um, interact better with boys. So maybe this teacher has a right and um, to, to say that because he feels more comfortable and better able to interact with boys. Dr. Ama, Ms. Totimele is saying that um, perhaps the teacher's preference should be respected. How do you answer this kid who is concerned about the discriminatory factor? Um, I believe this question was related to um, a teacher who um, prefers not to teach students or female students at home. You know, we've always advocated for respecting people's rights. The teacher does have a right not to teach um, later on, teach female students or teach male students. But you know, what, what caught my attention was the statement about female students, which makes, which lends itself to he may be, he or she may be open to teaching. Well, it's a he, I know that. Um, he may be open to teaching male students, but not female students. So there is a bit of, in my opinion, bias in that level. Indeed, a teacher or person has an uh, the right to decide whom they wish to teach. But um, if it's a selection of male over female, there is some sort of discrimination there. Um, I'm sorry to say, but as Ms. Shotimino said, there are some teachers who elect not to offer any kind of tutoring outside of the school for personal or professional reasons. You have been listening to thinking reimagined changing the mindset for a better global society so let me go to cybercrime very quickly uh, mr boyo so um, the issue this has to do with what is considered to be norm and acceptable the issue of um cybercrime is fast becoming um how do i describe this it's fast becoming quite popular and established in our society. In fact, it's usually being celebrated through music and social media. Some would even say that it's simply taking back what was stolen by the colonial and slave masters. What do you say to young ones who are exposed to this trend? Okay, first of all, um, let me read the 
definition of cybercrime to those um, listening. Cybercrime defines the criminal activities which utilize devices such as computers, electronic devices, networks, and the internet to commit crimes against individuals or organizations. Cybercrime involves a myriad of acts from trafficking, pornography, fraud, hacking, cyberbullying, theft, ransomware, cyber extortion, crypto jacking, and cyber espionage. Um, Cybercrime has been glamorized and today's youth think that that is the way out, but a wrong act is a wrong act. Cybercrime is a criminal offense. We've seen the definition that it's a criminal offense. It is not okay to extort money or blackmail or commit fraud through cyber internet or whatever it may be. It is wrong. It is definitely a criminal offense. It can be glamorized by social media and the, the fake role models that these young kids are looking up to, but it is not okay to commit cybercrime. The um, children nowadays think that it's and then you talk to someone and you get money from them under false pretexts is okay. It is not okay. You are committing a crime. You are committing fraud. You are committing um, a You can go to jail for this type of crimes. I know I'm speaking to children from different ages. That's why I'm trying to simplify it. It is not okay. Period. Thank you, Mr. Bola. Mr. Tomato, are you concerned that in Africa, for instance, um, when you when you talk about crime, cybercrime doesn't really come to mind. Uh, people will tell you, people will give you reasons why it is right to dupe a white man and um, you know take you far back as what they did during the um, slave trade and colonial rule. How do you think that this mindset can be changed? Particularly now that young people now seem to have social media influencers, musicians, you know, rich people who have made this trade quite popular. Unfortunately, um, the incidents of uh, cybercrime have escalated, especially in the last maybe five years and during this pandemic period as well. Um, the reality is it is existent and it is a massive problem for the international community. Unfortunately, Nigeria has a very bad reputation for producing and um, for, for the, a lot of cybercrime that's committed all over the world. The excuse by these, uh, by the perpetrator, should I say, uh, this excuse that they're taking back what the white man brought is a terrible excuse. Um, there, there's no reason to break the law. There's no reason to take what is not yours. There is no reason at all um, to to ruin people's lives because that's what cybercrime does. People, people's bank accounts, savings, pensions have been emptied. You know, out of feeling they need that they need to help with a bit of money to help someone and then their bank account is emptied i'm sure we're all aware of the cases ongoing especially the one that uh, last week of the covid um the, the money supposed to be for the COVID recipients and the reality is it is it is something that nigeria has to deal with consciously 
and the and it has to deal with it imminently because the youth yes have a this uh impression that that is the only way a lot of people have the impression that this is the only way to become wealthy and the question is why can't there be um an authority to deal with this hands-on it is it is actually a very terrible situation and there's no excuse to blame uh to, to justify these acts as um taking back what is theirs because as we know um in the as enlightened people the white man quote unquote has um done a lot for the black man as well so we're not actually comparing now the white and the black man or what the europeans take took and what we're taking back the fact that you know the, the, that there are many many um wrongful situations that have been corrected due to their insistence on child rights for example um is, is an example thank you thank you Ms. would you say that um we we have a society that leads by example. For instance, when you look at the conduct of leadership, the issue of corruption that pervades Nigeria, uh, particularly when it comes to um, the idea of the national case. Someone says the moment you get into power, the idea is to get as much as you want for yourself and your family. As we speak now, certain looks are still being returned just recently um, I heard that the UK returned some 4.2 million pounds to River State Governor, money stolen by a previous uh, governor. And that has been the trend. The Abacha loot is still coming in in trickles. What, what examples do you think that um, we are bequesting to the young ones? And where do you expect them to get the courage to do the right thing? This is a difficult one because, um, you know, in the situation, we know that um, the money is recovered and sent back to the government. What happens to the money when it's received by the government is something else. There is no accountability. Um, there isn't a situation where this amount of money is received and this is going to be put towards education or put towards the roads or put towards health care. There, there isn't accountability, unfortunately. But this is something that I believe um, is being worked on and should be worked on. I am I'm encouraged by the fact that they're actually telling us that the money is being returned. I remember years ago where uh, the, the citizens were not told that the money is being um, returned and the, the government all over the world make it a point to return the money, whether these are Swiss banks or offshore bank accounts, um, European banks, they make it a point to tell the government this is the amount and at least now the government is saying this amount has been returned but we need to go further, the government needs to go further to explain what is being done with the funds. Thank you for listening to Thinking Reimagined. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and welcome your comments, insights and learnings as we strive to transform our global society. A change in mindset, engagement, collaboration, dialogue, awareness and education. Thinking Reimagined. Changing the mindset for a better global society. society.